Hello and welcome once again to the Perimeter Church Podcast. We are pleased to bring you the message from this week's worship service. For more information about this message, this week's teacher, and to watch or see other messages, please visit our website at perimeter.org. Thank you for joining us today. is tonight that's what you're doing coming as you are Ryan as you lead that song and you say um, all who are broken I wonder right now who's not we've been through a lot a lot Uh, normally we're assuming you've already had dinner tonight and normally you would have had dinner and then you would come here and you'd be with us and we would break bread and take the cup together that's what we would do but not tonight and we're sad about that. We would love to be with you, to be with one another taking the Lord's Supper tonight. So we have to make do. Tonight what we want you to get is this. We, we, we want you to catch the, the historical account, the story. We'd love for that to kind of touch in your heart somehow, be gripped in your heart tonight. We'd love for you to be reminded of the hope, the hope that we have. And then thirdly, we're going to add we, there's some homework for you tonight at the end. We're going to ask you to prepare for tomorrow and for the days going ahead. That's what we'll do. So Jimmy and I were talking a few weeks ago about meals, the meal. We didn't know if we'd be able to take this one or not, but we got to talking about meals and memorable meals. And he shared just a wonderful story of growing up. So I ask if you would just just share that with us to start us off tonight. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to share it because it's such a a fond and memorable uh, meal that I had. Um, You know, when I think about memorable meals and maybe when you think about a memorable meal, you can remember the event or the occasion, right? We can probably remember also the meal itself, the food that we ate. And perhaps even uh, the place where we had that meal. Maybe it was from loving hands and ho- at home or maybe in a restaurant. Um, and then also the people that are around you, right? Um, we've had a lot of forgettable meals because of those things. Those things maybe have been absent or maybe the wrong people, the wrong meal, the wrong place, the wrong event, right? A lot of forgettable meals, but a lot of memorable meals as well, at least a handful of them, right? Um, especially when all four of those things come together. And so when I think about memorable meals and memorable experiences in my lifetime, uh, there are just a couple that really rise to the very top. And one of those is one of the meals that I had with my dad. Um, Before I moved uh, to Atlanta from the D.C. area, uh, growing up as a child, uh, we went fishing very often on the Chesapeake. You have a, you know, a a wonderful landmark like that, or rather a... um, you know, a gorgeous place like that, you go as often as you can, right? And so growing up, we would go fishing, especially when the business was doing well. Um, there was really no, no limit to how often we could go. But as businesses were starting to fail, you know, my parents were threatened with bankruptcy. Um, as I got older into adolescence, we, we just didn't go often as much. And, um, you know, fast forward to college, 
And I received this call to go into ministry full time and I have an incredible opportunity to come here to Atlanta uh, from the DC area. And um, it wasn't long after I had made that decision where my dad said to me not long after, let's go fishing. And I was thinking, okay, I wonder what this is about, right? Because my dad, he was, he was a hard man, um, unemotional, uh, except for various, um, you know, fits of anger. Uh, he was a lifelong smoker and drinker and, and also, for the better part of his life, very antagonistic toward Christians and to the church. Uh, so I was afraid of what he might think about me going into full-time ministry, changing my college plans, changing my career path, uh, at that point as a, as a 19 year old. But we went nonetheless, I was still eager to go because I love to go fishing. And so we get to where we're gonna go and we're set up and we're all ready and um, we're getting ready to eat. And we're on the, the shores of the Chesapeake. So it's not like a glorious spread. In fact, it was something that all Koreans would be very familiar with. And I would even say people here in America now are very familiar with instant ramen. Uh, and that's really what we had. It was a particular brand. Uh, so don't think about your cup of noodles. It was uh, a <laughs> Korean brand, it's called Shin Ramen. And um, it is something that every Korean household has um, growing up, especially. A very fond memory. Even I see a package today and I'm thinking, mm -hmm. um, this was one of those great meals that I had with my dad. Um, we were fishing very long and we weren't into our meal very far. And he stops me and he says, Jimmy, you know, we're not here for fishing. We're here because I want you to know that I'm blessing you and I want you to go. I'm proud of you, son. And over such a simplistic meal, unhealthy, right? Late at night on the shores of the Chesapeake with my dad, all four of those things came together. That was a memory that I'm gonna cherish forever. And um, that was a fond and, and a precious meal, Randy. We, we could make this video very, very long right now. Cause I could say, yeah, how about We've had great meals together. We've had great meals together. Those of you watching at home, you've had great meals together too. So you, that, that imagery, I'm sure, is kind of welling up even in your heart right now as you think about meals with family, loved ones who have gone perhaps. Uh, now in this present day, the last few weeks for us, for Dorothy and I in particular, you know who we haven't been able to have a meal with is our kids and our grandkids. Mm. And I'm, I'm, for a lot of you, I'm sure it's the same. We are just grieving and we are longing and we cannot wait to have a meal again with our grand. It can be Moe's, McDonald's, it doesn't matter. But to be with our grandkids again and spend time with them and eat, we are longing for that. As we thought about that, I thought th there, there is something from God for us in that because many of you are feeling the same longing. Many of you are. It's this longing to be with the one that you love. It's this longing for the meal. And it's really found in, in, in our longing to be with Christ and our longing for what's to come. But here we are, right? We're stuck here, so to speak. So what do we do? Uh, well, a healthy thing for us to do is not kind of brush that off and say, hey, let's move on. A healthy thing for us to do is, is just to lament a bit, J just to be able to say, oh, here's, here, here's where I'm at. And then to say, Jesus, oh, Jesus, you know, we're not the first ones who have gone through things like this. We're not the first ones to have to wait 
we're not the first one for whom pestilence and, and disease and the angel of death even have passed over. Uh, our people long ago went through this. So I've asked Michelle if you'd read from Exodus 12, just that, that heart of that story. Yeah, it says, it was a night of watching by the Lord to bring them out of the land of Egypt. So this same night is a night of watching kept to the Lord by all the people of Israel throughout their generations. You know, I've joked with some friends recently about putting blood on my doorpost <laughs> from the coronavirus, you know. But our people actually went through that. You know all the plagues and everything that came. And then that one night they said, put, put the blood of the lamb on your doorpost and, and, and hunker down. And as you do, the angel of death will pass over and you will be saved. And our people were saved. And, and he gave us the command to, to every year, remember that over and over and over again, what had happened, what God did, that great event, and to look forward to the one who would come because the story wasn't finished then. And our people for thousands of years did that over and over and over again, breaking bread, the lamb, the, 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 the meal, remembering what he had done. They were slaves and they were drawn out to freedom by his power. And he gave them a name and he called them his people, the sheep of his pasture. And he said, more is to happen in the future, year after year after year after year, until the night that we get to tonight. And they gathered, those guys, the ragtag muffins guys, with him. And he shared with them. So Jimmy, I wonder if you'd take us to that text. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as Jesus and his disciples were gathering together to, to take part of this Passover meal themselves, right, remembering a long ago meal, um, Jesus was doing something new, wasn't he? I want to read first from John 13, and then we'll look at Mark 14 as well. John 13 says this, Now before the feast of Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And so during supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, he rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments and taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. It goes on, and here we get... Um, the word for what we celebrate today, Maundy Thursday, what we remember tonight, Maundy meaning commandment. Verse 34 and 35, a new commandment, Jesus, I give to you that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. The disciples must have thought it was unusual, right? Jesus wouldn't have been the normal person to wash people's feet. And why all of a sudden this sentimentality? Why this commandment to love? 
Well, as we unravel this picture a little bit more, I think we see um, the urgency in Jesus' own heart, right? He knew his hour had come, is what John says. Well, let's look at the Mark passage as well. Mark chapter 14, starting in verse 22. As they were eating, that's the disciples and Jesus, Jesus took bread and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to them and said, take, this is my body. And he took a cup. And when he had given thanks, he said to them, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Truly, I say to you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. And so we see here and in the John passage, a very memorable experience and something that is to mark the church, mark the believers and the followers and disciples of Christ. And he does that over a meal. So Randy, where does that, where does that leave us? We, we can't take the meal together tonight. So where do we go from here? You know, as you read that text, um, I, I think we're not taking the supper tonight. Maybe for some of you, it's been 5, 10, 15, 20 years you've come to a, a, a Monday, Thursday service and taken the cup with people. And this may be the first time in many, many years that you haven't. The text that Jimmy just read says that there's someone else who hasn't taken the cup either. Jesus says, I won't take the cup until the, the kingdom comes again. He's waiting. So tonight, again, it's from God for you. You're able to enter into that, not yet already, but it's not here. Jesus will come and we will take the table with him, but not tonight. And he's waiting until that great day, the great feast. So, so we want to, to leave you really with two things. One is this, a meal will come. There will be a great feast. He will come back. We are 100%, not, not, not just that we believe that, but we know that to be true. He will return. And on that great day, the banquet feast, the wedding feast of the Lamb will happen. And I'll be able to be closer than six feet to you, man, <laughs> and to right. you too. And we'll be able to eat and feast with Him. And at some point in time in that meal, we'll look and He'll take the cup and He'll drink. And we'll remember and we'll know and we will celebrate and he will wipe away all the tears and all the things that have happened that have been hard for you. He will wipe all that away and we will be renewed with him in, in heaven. We wait for that day, we long for that day. So for you, what do you do now? We, this is your homework, we told you it was coming. We want you now to practice telling the story. You've been homebound for some days or weeks now. You've been with your family Maybe if you're a single, you've been by yourself and that's been hard too. So you're, you're waiting to get with other people at some point in time. But what we want you to do is this, don't forget. So I'm gonna ask Michelle if you would read a text from Deuteronomy 4 and then we'll close. Only take care and keep your soul diligently, lest you forget the things that your eyes have seen and lest they depart from your heart all the days of your lives. Make them known to your children and to your children's children. And we would say, even those of you who are single or widowed, you, you have disciples, other people maybe that you shared with, that children's children. Our responsibility is to share the story. So we're gonna ask you, 
We are Wondering Perimeter Church. What would it look like if next year at this time, you would say, we had family meal again, not because of the coronavirus, we had family meal again, and whoever the head of the household is, share the story. It's simple. You don't need us, trained teaching elders and people to share that story. Jesus did a work, the Passover, He came, He is doing a work now, and He will do a work to tell that story to your family and to your own heart over and over again, over a meal. In anticipation of the great meal, what would it look like for, for, for your kids and for you and for people you know to get that so ingrained that they get up from the table, wipe their mouths, and they go out and live. And just as He said, they love one another. That's what we're lo looking for. That's what we are hoping for for you for this yeah. next year. Hopefully next year, we'll come to the table. Right now, what we're gonna do is this. We're all gonna go to the cross. It's a great place to go. It's a great place for, for us right. to end this evening as we go to Good Friday tomorrow. So we, by my brothers and sister here, are gonna lead you to the cross. You've been listening to the Perimeter Church Podcast. Perimeter Church is located at the corner of Highway 141 and Old Alabama Road in Johns Creek, Georgia. Please visit our website at www.perimeter.org for more information, to give us your feedback, and find other messages from our teaching team. Thanks for making this podcast a part of your day. Thank you.